0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The Scottish Cup semi-final lineup is complete with Celtic taking on Aberdeen and an Edinburgh derby. Neil Lennon's side got there with a 34th consecutive cup win, this time at St Johnston. Rangers crashed out in the capital though without Alfredo Morelos. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. What a weekend for Stephen Gerrard. I think he took a principled stance over the absentee Alfredo Morelos and a brave stance as well because he must have known he would get retrospective grief if Rangers lost at Tynecastle. What is equally interesting for me is why Steven Gerrard decided to bare his soul on Saturday night. That has only created speculation over his future at Ibrox. Or did he do it as one last attempt to see if he can shake life out of his players on the basis that... If he does go His successor might clear out the dressing room Yeah it was a big weekend Gordon Celtic Hearts Aberdeen and Hibs Marched into the semis Rangers performance versus Hearts Was alarming Another good weekend for Morton And the relegation survival I'm expecting a busy night on uh, the phones 01419511025 That's the number you need tonight And if you would rather tweet Then you can find us at Clyde SSB The Scottish Cup quarter final weekend Always throws up a number of talking points this weekend did not disappoint on the drama front So much drama, so much controversy So many topics to debate But we need your help We need you to call us right now on 01419511025 And let us know what is on your mind It is a Monday night You two get stuck straight in with the big decisions Give me your result of the weekend please It's got to be Hearts 1, Rangers nil. There was no boys to begin with for Hearts No suitor uh, early in the game After he even offered A very serious injury And yet they complete The league and cup Double over Rangers Amazing And one more reason Why Steven Gerrard Has had such a bad weekend How can a team Who go Comfortably And commendably Into the last 16 Of the Europa League Find themselves Unable to beat a team Who can't get into The top 11 In the Premiership Alex Ray Your result of yeah, the weekend I, I was going to go for Hearts But because Hugh beat me To the punch And I would just like to say A speedy recovery To young Souter It was a, a, a bad bad injury uh, I'm going for Morton Who are undefeated In 8 league games In 2020 A 4-0 Away win against Queen of the South Lovely You had Nice options to choose from This week mm. On the goal of the weekend Front who gets the nod I have to go for Friday night's goal In the 7 goal thriller Between Hims and Inverness Cali Thistle Stefan Omionga What a finish Nice, nice build up as well I have to say Some of the goals uh, In that game Very nice indeed Alex Ray Your goal yeah. of the weekend yeah. I, I think I know What's, what's coming here but Carry yeah, on Yeah I'm going to go for Lewis Ferguson Yeah did you think that was the one I was yes, going for? Yes, I just I, when I, as soon as I saw it, I thought that's right up Alex Ray Street. Yeah, I just thought the technique, lovely, pulled it out with the outside his right foot uh, into the near post, and to execute that is absolutely superb. You know, on the move, and uh, for me, that was a goal of the weekend. All right, time to upset someone. Your howler of the weekend. I'm tempted to go for me. I mean, <laughs> who would who would say Rangers are wiped the floor with hearts, Alex? Who would say it's, such it's a thing? Insanity. Oh, madness. But anyway, I'm going for George Edmondson. Brilliant in Braga When Rangers get into the last 16 of the Europa League Torture at Tynecastle He should have had a penalty given against them for handball And right at the end he had a glorious chance to get a draw And give Rangers a replay And he blew it 
Yeah, I'm going for a collective uh, one for me, Gordon. I'm going for Rangers uh, to pick one player out of that and understand Hugh's point there. He's highlighted a couple of them. I thought across the board, uh, no Rangers players get past marks. So for me, it was Rangers. And does that not sum up where we're about to take this discussion, Alex? Because for, for the second Monday in a row, your howler of the weekend has yeah. been Rangers as a collective, either side of an outstanding achievement yeah. in the middle of the week. That pretty much sums it yeah, up Yeah and it? I think the inconsistencies Really got uh, Rangers fans uh, Kind of torn In terms of where the club's going um, You look at the performance As Hugh rightly said Last week They were uh, praised Because of the level of performance To a man And then they pitched up in a, a semi-final Gordon for me Which was crucial Because for, for, it was probably The only opportunity They would have had To uh, get any silverware You know And to put in a performance as, as, as that is mind-boggling I think that's the frustration with Steven Gerrard Hence the reason why Hugh said afterwards I need time to reflect here Because mm. for going from one high To an incredible low Is extremely difficult for, for Steven Gerrard to, so, to, to take it So much goes into this picture Rangers fans So don't hesitate Get in touch 01419511025 Where did it go wrong at the weekend? What about the bigger picture? What about Alfredo Morelos? And what about Steven Gerrard? That's just four to kick you off And I'm sure you will think of a few more as well So give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB These are the thoughts of Steven Gerrard It was the lowest he's felt in his time As Rangers manager Hadn't spoken to the players by the time he faced the press He says he doesn't think they realised just how big Saturday was I'm very disappointed It's the lowest I've felt since I come into the job By a long way the performance was nowhere near good enough. On Thursday night, I was the proudest man in Europe by a long way because to a man, the players were outstanding. Everything we've worked on for two years, or nearly two years, I could see it from the side. I could see it, and I was proud as punch. It was a, it was an incredible performance. But today, for 90 minutes, I didn't recognise anything. So I'm feeling really, really low, flat and disappointed right now. What have you had to say to your players? I haven't spoke to them yet. I haven't spoken to them. I spoke to my staff. I went into the staff, separate room. I've had some conversations with my staff. I haven't spoken to the players just yet. Um, I'm not sure we re- realised the importance of this game today and the opportunity we had to, to go to Hamden. Um, it seems when we're the underdog and there's not much pressure, not much expectation there, we're fantastic, superb team. Um, but when there's uh, an expectation to go to a tricky place to win, we, we, we're having too many problems. Steven Gerrard was a modern day media savvy manager He must have known that we'd all wake up on Sunday morning To back page headlines, Gerrard on the brink And that's why I wonder why he said all that he said on Saturday night Yeah, there's even more to come on that front Let's take a call though, don't want to keep you waiting Because it's very busy, as you can imagine Graham is in Easter House How are you feeling Graham after what's been a, a roller coaster week to say the least? Uh, pretty good here after Saturday Good Good and Friday, but Saturday was pretty poor. But I think the players are cheating, Rangers. I think they're, they're getting their all in games that suits them. And Stevie Gerrard has been hung out to die with him. And the club, and most of the fans are right behind Stephen Gerrard, but the players don't seem to be. So I don't know what's happening in there. What about the, right on that point, Graham and Stephen Gerrard, towards the end of that clip we just heard, he says, you know, it seems when we're underdogs, you know, we're very good. And when we're not underdogs That's that's when we struggle But that must be alarming Graham Because how many games in a season The Rangers go into as underdogs A handful at the most So what are you doing the rest of them? The cup final against Celtic We were underdogs at Parkhead against Celtic And they were excellent 
Yeah, that's his point, though. You know, Alex. That that. No, uh, listen. I actually, um, when I actually hear that tag labelled a Rangers, Gordon, because you're absolutely right in terms of. Uh, I think so. I, I didn't hear this. It was when I was listening to the boys on another show last night doing the highlights. They were saying well, you that just like, said it there. Yeah, I know Stephen Gerrard, but I'm actually going to allude to some players. I made reference to that after the the game in Europe, and occasionally in Europe that may well be the the, the course. But I do not like Rangers players coming out and going mentioning underdogs because I don't think that is a mentality to get you where you want to get to. Mm. And if that's the case, that we do better as underdogs. There's something far wrong here Because you have to go in there Approaching everything As if you are the favourites You have to perform As if you're the favourites And I think they're actually Kind of as, as Graham says there The the actual underperforming Is not even up for debate When I read headlines again This morning from James Tavernier Talking about Don't go To Stephen Gerrard James Tavernier should get his finger out And several others should get their finger out Because they are the ones who consistently let him down And I think that's why he had to take the stance Over Alfredo Morelos Because the last thing you need is people saying ah, He's lost the dressing room And they're, they're, they're just um, taking advantage of him Morelos was told to be back on Wednesday Didn't come back until Thursday Stephen Gerrard was 100% correct to leave him out of the game But he has to be careful And players like Tavernier would be better off doing the talking on the pitch. I'm sure we'll get to the Morelos situation before eight o'clock. Um, many times, Graham. If you feel like the players should take most of the responsibility or, or all of the responsibility, who who in particular? Tavernier, Goldson. Uh, you can name any one. Eleven. They were all shocking, and, and you just seem to just seem to turn up with Nabal. It's a kind of a. I mean, I, I am able. Know, I, I am able. Yeah, I am able to. Poke fun at myself by saying I could be howler of the weekend for saying that Rangers would wipe the floor with hearts. I genuinely believed that they would. I genuinely thought that the excitement created by qualification for the last 16 of the Europa League, the hype around the draw against Bayer Leverkusen, the way that Rangers played in Portugal, how, a matter of days later, can you come out and be as bad as they were at Tynecastle? Graham, you have been quite clear. You think it's it's all down to the players and they're not pulling their weight for Steven Gerrard. Where do the Rangers go from here, though, in that respect? Because you will know fine well, Graham, that if results aren't going well, then the manager needs to take some responsibility. Surely you can't absolve him from everything and pile it all onto the players, can you? Well, I think his problem is that he's been too nice to them. I think he's doing too much for them. I think people are... Slagging them for coming out and talking about them in public. I, I think he's been too nice to them in public. I would come out and mention them and the name. I go, I go in a nightmare day. But he didn't do that. He, he tries to defend them as well, but he can only defend them so much. To use the modern day expression, managers don't throw players under the bus. He did what he did with Alfredo Morelos because there was no other professional course of action open to. Steven Gerrard Other than to leave him out Of that game So He did what he had to do With him But He can't publicly come out And name players And say he's hopeless Hold on he... I'm a bit confused now Because Most of the discussion Around this on the show This season Alex Has been that if anything If anything He's too honest And he's too critical But Graham's actually saying He doesn't think he goes Far enough Yeah but there's a general And then there's a kind of So you're putting out a general And it's not good enough For the players They need to learn And that was another thing I know On listen to the post-match there Gordon In terms of the importance of the game If the players don't know the importance of that game There is something far wrong 
Because at what point do you know no that's your last chance of silverware? That that is crystal clear. So I don't quite buy that. I'm just looking at the performance. How can you know get up and, and see when we were looked here five weeks ago, Hugh, or yeah. stood here five weeks ago in the back of the when they lost to hearts. Uh-huh. When you go to time, I said it time after time. It doesn't matter how poorly they're doing. They raise their game, they get an atmosphere, and it's a tricky place to play. You've got to roll your sleeves up, you've got to be able to win the individual battles, and they didn't do that. I'm beginning to think it's not Steven Gerrard that Rangers need, and it's not you or me or Gordon that anyone needs. I think these players need a behavioural psychologist. Someone's going to have to explain to me how you can go from high to low in the space of three or four days on a regular basis. Thank you very much Graham and Easterhouse For kicking things off tonight Let's hear more from Stephen Gerrard Who needs to do some real serious thinking After that defeat He's got a lot of analysing to do He says because he is hurting I need to I need to think uh, The plan was to have a day off tomorrow um, I need to think hard About where we're at as a group um, I need to do some real serious thinking In the next 24-48 hours Does that include your own future? I just need to think I need to think I'm a... I'm, um, I'm feeling pain right now because I want to win here. I'm desperate to win here. But looking from the side today, uh, I didn't get the impression that the feeling amongst my players was the same. We've given these players everything. Me and my staff have given the players absolutely everything for, for 20 months and held their hand on and off the pitch. We've improved everything for them. But it's tough when every other performance you feel the way you feel. It's, it's tough. So I need to analyse myself for sure. But this is the toughest moment I've had since I've come in. What do you make of that, Hugh? Um, as I say, I, I, I've thought all weekend, what was the motivation behind saying that? You know, you give everyone the opportunity to say, when Stephen Gerrard says we've held their hand, you give everyone the opportunity to say, never mind holding their hands, kick their backside. Uh, but he's called the players out so many times since 2020 came in. He has now said that he's examining himself. As I say, you wake up on Sunday morning, the headline says, Gerard on the brink. I don't believe he's on the brink. I don't believe that he will go now. I believe at the end of the season he could go, but he will certainly not go away now. Not with Bayer Leverkusen on the horizon. And being the professional that he is, he is obliged to go through the remainder of this league championship because it is still... Arithmetically possible However unlikely It is still Arithmetically possible For Rangers to catch Celtic Did that reaction surprise you Alex or not Because I guess We've been around the houses In recent weeks We've had The bottle being questioned You know we blinked Before Celtic There's been some Some good lines if you like And I know the Rangers fans Won't maybe appreciate that From a From a headline point of view He's come out with quite a lot Of interesting stuff And this time it was it was it was me. It was I. It was I need to do some thinking. I'm hurting. I need to analyse myself. Whilst also being pretty critical of those players again. Yeah, I think he wants to analyse the whole situation, God. And I think the the thing that came off after on the back of the interview was it was a bit unclear whether he was actually just kind of going to analyse his own position. I think he was trying to be uh, all all you know look at the whole picture. I think for him just to look at himself would have been naive because he has to look at the whole thing. I actually, I actually totally understand what he's talking about in terms of pain because he, don't forget, this is a guy that could influence things in terms of when he playing. Now he's there, he's looking at his players, he's looking at them, saying, "Are they hurting the same as as me?" And I'm not sure that he's actually thinking that they are. So he's in a dilemma where he goes forward. Is he going to get the time? Uh, because you know 
we all know how difficult a, t- a period this is. I said last week in the show, between now and uh, the summer is crucial because if they continue to perform like they are, then there's obviously question marks. But they've committed to a four-year contract. They've backed him heavily. And I feel as if he will most certainly be there. I'd never got a feeling over the weekend that he was actually going to walk. Uh, however, I understand where he's at because he's looking at players at a different makeup. And it's okay having pressure as a player, but now it's real pressure. John is a Rangers fan on the line. How would you sum up your feelings at the moment, John? Absolutely, they're garbage. Players need to look at themselves. That's the bottom line. You can tie blame Stevie Gerrard. He puts them out. They can perform on the Wednesday and they can't perform on the Saturday. That's irrelevant. It's by the way, we move on, go on, mate. I want to talk about the biggest decision in that game. And if he's a raw try to put a blinker on it, and Hugh, before you come in and say that, I'm trying to blinker on Rangers' performance. Rangers were absolutely garbage. But the biggest decision before half time, how can that incompetent person get refereeing a football match? And tell me the incident you're talking about. Oh, Q, come on, Q. What, the two horn? The two horn? Let's go up and play, let's play basketball and we'll just. Yeah, which came immediately after. George Edmondson had punched the ball out and should have had a penalty awarded against him. Right, that's right. I don't agree with that. But that shows you how, right. But therefore, he never seen the first one, but he's seen the one. He's seen that one too. Therefore, therefore, the referee, Stephen McLean, had a shocker of a night. He was hopeless. And his hopelessness incorporated missing George Edmondson and missing. The handball, which should have led to a red card. I'm not here to. I'm not here to. Uh, he never missed it, Hugh. Well, he didn't. He gave send, a free kick. He never yeah, missed it, Hugh. He gave a free kick, so you're yeah. completely wrong here, Hugh. Well, he didn't send them off. That's the point I'm making. He didn't send them off, and he should have done because he had been booked earlier on. But John, doesn't the fact that it comes straight from the Edmondson one show you that it was just a referee who was having a stinking night, rather than? Trying to tie it into to the outcome of the game, could both both teams should feel equally aggrieved in the same thirty second period? Wait a minute, one he seen, one he didn't see. How do you wait, know? How you, do you know, John? How do I know? But wait, he gave a foul. What, what, what you, other reason did he have a foul for? John, but, but John, you, but John you can only you can only get to the second one once you've made the first mistake. If he if he calls the first one correctly, Rangers have a penalty against them, and we're not even talking about the second one. But excuse me, Gordon, you're, 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 you're playing with words here. He missed the first one. The second one he's seen. Anyway, so, you, were, you were right in your own assessment. You are trying to deflect from what happened in the game. No, no, of all the things go. that went on on Saturday night, that sequence of mistakes made by the referee had no relevance. Hart should have had a penalty. Hearts should have been reduced to 10 men. The referee missed both of them. But... If Steven Gerrard comes out at the end of the game and speaks about how much he is hurting and gives rise to hit newspaper headlines about Gerrard on the brink, spare me the deflection tactics. I'm not deflecting none of you. I'm not deflecting none of you. I said that before he even came on the show. And then you went, I said again, he, he missed it. He did not miss this handball. Why do you keep saying he misses this handball? Because he didn't give a penalty. No, no, I'm talking. You talked about Another the second hand one. Ball, two handballs. It's the two handball. He missed the first one totally. The second one, he gave a foul to Rangers. I am Why agreeing. Why did he give a foul to Rangers to me? I am agreeing that the referee was hopeless, and you think he was hopeless. But I have to come back to it. 
When the Rangers manager is basically contemplating his future In front of everyone in the press room at Tynecastle What you're on to talk about is Factually correct The referee was hopeless But in the broader scheme of things it had no relevance to what went on Yeah, listen, I don't think you can get away from it I said on air uh, at the weekend that Stephen McLean's performance was abysmal And uh, he should have given a penalty He should have sent off the Hearts player And unfortunately, and I've been saying this for a long time If you're waiting on a refereeing decision to win games you, You're going to have a long wait Because this is on a consistent basis that these guys are pitching up time after time and they're getting the big call And it's the big call shoe oh. You know penalties yeah. Sending offs These are no wee free kicks and fouls However You cannot deflect away from How poor Rangers were Second best all over the park And I think that's a bigger uh, Picture for Rangers John thank you very much 01419511025 We're going to get Stephen Gerrard's thoughts On Alfredo Morelos next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Evans here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard A lively old start oh, Hugh Evans, yeah. As you would expect after a weekend like that um, Of course the other three teams that got through to the, the semis We've obviously covered off Hearts Celtic Hugh a relentlessness about them in cup competitions And good to see Hibs in there as well They look a real informed side at the moment under Jack Ross Exactly, scoring goals for fun And they have become very easy in the eye I like Greg Doherty uh, My old pal Doidge uh, McNulty uh, You know, they're just doing really well Omionga's goal was fantastic uh, The semi-final against Hearts will be Exceptional And I'm looking forward already To Hibs Hearts tomorrow night The league Celtic 34 cup wins In a row It is And I use the word advisedly Phenomenal Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard Rangers fans What to do now With Alfredo Morelos Barely a day goes by Without talking about him Whether it's for something good Something bad Something um, A bit out there what do you think of what the most recent development had in store for us at the weekend? 01419511025 Let's take you through it in terms of the timeline Saturday afternoon, the Rangers team gets published He's not in the starting 11 He's not on the bench Cue half an hour of mad speculation All sorts of rumour Before Stephen Gerrard appears on the television And confirms it was a disciplinary issue He came back 24 hours late from a trip to Colombia The Rangers boss said he had to be true to himself In making the decision to leave him out altogether Alfredo came to me And he said his, uh, his mum wasn't feeling right so he asked for permission to go back to Colombia, which I granted at the right time. I said, at the right time, you can go and sort your family problem out. And he left on Sunday after the game because he obviously was suspended. I looked at him in the eye and I said, you need to be back on Wednesday. And he said, OK, I really appreciate that. He returned 24 hours late and he missed one of the key preparation days into this game. So I decided to go with people that had done the full preparation and that were desperate to be available for today. That was the decision I made. This is a kid who I've loved and I still do love him. He's a he's a top player. Um, he scored a great volume of goals for us. But I think we all know from time to time what he does and what he's about. I couldn't forget players that are working ever so hard and desperate for an opportunity today over people that have got discipline 
like that. I can't do it because I, I wouldn't be true to myself. Scott is in Kirk and Tillock. Scott, was that the right decision to leave Alfredo Morelos out on Saturday? Absolutely the right decision. Um, I think you'll remember uh, me. I was the one that came on here about two weeks ago, and I've already been. This is probably my third time about Alfredo Morelos. If you remember, Hugh, I'd say to you, didn't want to sound personal, but if you'd score three against Celtic, and I still couldn't take three guys. Uh, my last words to you when I spoke to you the last time was how much a liability is. He keeps proving that I'm right on it. You can't trust the guy. He lacks professionalism. He lacks. He, he's not got the right attitude. He believes he's bigger than what he is. He's a one-team player. I really, really, really don't want to see him playing a Rangers strip. That's how I feel about him. Uh, well, uh, I remember your call, Scott, now that you bring it up. Um, I'll say this. He, Alfredo Morelos, was shown kindness by Steven Gerrard. He repaid Steven Gerrard by showing contempt and therefore Steven Gerrard had no option but to leave him out for that game. I believe he will come back against Hamilton Ackies on Wednesday night because the punishment was relative to the game and the preparation for Hearts. Um, Morelos, I think, is literally devaluing himself. People used to come on here and talk about, oh, he'll go for more money than Moussa Dembele did, etc., etc. He is depreciating in value because of his antics. People... Look at all this stuff And it, it it goes far and wide When Steven Gerrard speaks It goes far and wide Therefore he has exposed Alfredo Morelos as someone Who periodically Cannot be trusted And he has become With no league goals in 2020 He has become a big problem For Steven Gerrard Yeah, listen, I understand uh, Scott's frustration Um he does bring a volume of goals To use Stephen uh, Gerrard's words However there has been Episodes throughout With discipline That's that's cost him if, Even if you go back to last year When he when he got a needless Yellow card against Air I think it was uh, Leading up to the To the Semi-final versus Aberdeen So you lose him there You look at We said against Celtic uh, Recently where he does A wee half-hearted push Against Scott Brown Resulting in the first one And then and then diving that upsets the you know the, the the balance of the team because you're actually taking out your main striker and he has not recovered from that point now going back to Steven Gerrard's talking about a family issue there 100 percent it is a correct decision if you have a family issue I, I 100 b- believe that that's the right case Gordon go back see your family if the manager is being courteous and respectful to you to actually do that the least you can do is get back in time. And it was the right decision at the weekend. However, when you look at the magnitude of it and you think to yourself, at what point does the penny drop with Alfredo and go, these are the guys that are actually mm. supporting me and my teammates and the fans. Because you can't it's costly. You, you can't pin it all on him. This no, is a this is this this is a team effort. However, the facts remain, and you can let people fill in their opinion elsewhere. The fact is, two seasons in a row, Rangers have exited cup competitions in yeah. games that he was not available for. One for suspension And one for This disciplinary issue Like I say I'm not even going near Suggesting that it's all his fault Not at all But but, but that's That's the That's the size of The predicament For for Rangers And Stephen Gerrard Yeah but See the thing is Gordon You play a clip there Then you ask me to respond And not I'm not blaming Alfredo Because it doesn't Lie solely at his door And that is one component of it then you look at the rest of the players Now I've said to a man they were second best So there's that aspect as well So you, this, uh, See if you start pointing fingers at one guy 
You're missing the point here Because collectively Since they come back At the turn of the year They have not done it Gordon Scott you're clearly not a fan You think he's, he's a liability But where would you be Without his goals Surely you at least appreciate How difficult a situation it is No I, I believe I believe that we'd still have Somebody else replace them And score the same amount of goals When you play for Rangers And you get the chances That you can As long as you've got somebody Who Got a good touch, a good football brain. He'll always score goals for Rangers. We Rangers Football Club do not need Alfredo Morales. That's that's my opinion, and I think I've got a lot of Rangers fans. Probably months ago would never have said this, but I've been saying this for the past year. Rangers do not need Alfredo Morales. He's a liability. Another question I was going to ask, just through the back of you saying that you reckon he's going to play the night. How many times? When is when does it come a time? Because there's got to come a time. Where Rangers say enough is enough When is enough is enough? Well the end of the season uh, I would think uh, that Rangers Have a lot to think about Between now and the end of the season Steven Gerrard has a lot to think about Between now and the end of the season The chairman is about to give up his post Who's going to replace him? What will the financial situation be at the club? Will Alfredo Morelos be required to be sold To address the financial situation? All of these questions Will be answered But not now At the end of the season And Morelos Whether you think He's a liability or not Whether Steven Gerrard Believes that he has Treated him contemptuously And I think he has Morelos is part of the picture Between now and May The big picture Alex Is that For Rangers to close The financial gap in Celtic And try and end that Domestic dominance The easiest way For our clubs to get money Is to qualify for the Champions League or to become effective at player trading It's what Celtic do yep. It's what Celtic have done Scott might think Alfredo Morelos has run out of time But Rangers surely are not in a position To just bin one of their biggest assets Well, So, so, so how, how do you get him back To a situation where you are relying on him You are playing him all the time He is up to full speed So that you can sell him on And, and make yeah. good money off him Yeah and I think the key thing now going forward Is I think Stephen Gerrard would have to speak to him On the back of the weekend See where he's at Because it's, I don't think it's as clear cut uh, that he comes straight back into the team Because you have to find out where he is mentally Because don't forget you've got Camberry Who's made good impacts in the last couple of games So you, you have an option You need to sit him down You need to get him back on track now I think it's fairly evident that since he came back for the winter break He has not been on uh, blob So I think it's important for him to try and get to that place But uh, in terms of you know, what did they pay a million pound for him? I think you will most certainly get a considerable sum back. However, you want to maximise your investment, the time, and don't forget they've gave him a couple of uh, extended contracts mm-hmm. as well. So there has to uh, this has to be a two way thing where they're supporting them, but he has to be giving it back as well. Hindsight is a brilliant thing, Darren in East Kilbride. So Rangers lost the game without Alfredo Manelos on Saturday, but was it was it still the right call to leave him out, Darren? Um, yeah, I would agree. Um, I think you've got to kind of discipline people accordingly You know, it's like any workplace, football or not If they're not adhering to the rules, they need to get told That's the end of it The only thing that I would disagree with was throwing Greg Stewart in And I, I know Defoe is coming off an injury But Defoe is probably more akin to the sort of striking that we needed um, In that game rather than flinging Greg Stewart in Who is largely untested well, either way, well, either way, the the again, I have to bring you back to the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is Alfredo Morelos and his worth, and his worth, in my estimation, is depreciating because of his antics on and off the field. 
Darren makes a fair point though Alex yeah. In the sense that you know, It did go wrong on Saturday I know yeah. people are, are all are all now focusing on On where Rangers are at Where Stephen Gerrard's at There's Alfredo Morelos of a future What about specifically Saturday? Where did it go wrong Over that 90 minutes? Darren wasn't happy with Elements of the team selection What were the other major factors? Well for me Gordon When you go to uh, Tynecastle To play in a quarterfinals the, the, the biggest component was that you have to roll your sleeves up The conditions were horrendous The pitch was bumpy It was raining The wind was gusting And being a footballer For so many years myself You know what you're getting in for You know the environment You're getting in for I think there was what 7,000 Hearts fans And if you don't You've only been there A few weeks ago And lost Gordon <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, You know exactly What you're getting And and it, it, going back to the caller da- Darren's point we go back to the cup final uh, in December uh, Everyone's saying Rangers can afford to play a high line Because they have no physical presence up front Edward's injured So Hearts had the luxury to do that And if you put the phone, He was hoping that Greg Stewart I can understand That he felt as if he may have brought people into, uh, into play The problem they had is They didn't have a striker Of any note Who brought physical presence to the proceedings And it allowed Hearts to start getting grown into the game But that doesn't detract from the fact that you can't win second balls And for me From maybe 15 minutes in When Hearts grew and grew into it They just actually went to town And and, and, and Listen you've got to commend Hearts Because they've done it brilliantly And they were fighting Scrapping and shooting match And that's the thing Where Steven Gerrard Is getting frustrated by Because it's, it's just the basics Roll up your sleeves And fight to try and get through A cup tie There's so many strands to this Darren Morelos There's Steven Gerrard There's Rangers Jekyll and Hyde form What in particular is Worrying you the most Well Just before Christmas I came on And spoke to you guys And I said My fear was That come January Transfer window That Celtic's resilience And Celtic's legs And Celtic's Sort of Overall Dumption I suppose Is the word maybe um, Would probably Put them in a stronger Position than Rangers And I followed it On Twitter And all sorts And my fellow fans Were calling me a clown They were calling me an idiot who is this guy, blah, 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 blah. And now look at the situation we're in, that it's exactly as I thought it would pan out, that Celtic's resilience has again taken care of us. I don't know what happened out in Dubai, but for whatever reason, it's the same situation again. And I think really the biggest problem, and I could be wrong here, but is that we've got a lot of players that are playing for us that maybe have just totally underestimated the magnitude of playing for Rangers. Maybe they've got this romanticised view of I'm a Rangers player, but they don't know what it is to be a Rangers player, if you know what I mean. Is that a possibility, Hugh? Because you look at some of the... And I don't even need to name them individually. I think everybody knows. You look at guys from Wednesday to Saturday who didn't didn't even look like the same people. And that's why I say... I don't think any of us are equipped to discuss this You'd have to have a behavioural psychologist Tell me why a man, a sportsman Can be that good On a Wednesday And that bad On a Saturday But We're going to have to give it a go though So Darren makes What about Darren's point then About you know Maybe Is there Is there a possibility that they, they, they like that You know The big European night they, they, And are under, underestimating Easy for me to say Other aspects of they, it They live here they must be aware of what goes on around them. They must be aware of how this city, this country works. They must be constantly aware of people going on about Celtic and Celtic's refusal to give in and Celtic always finding a way and Celtic's treble and double treble and treble treble and going for the quadruple treble. They live here. 
They must be aware of it The question that begs then They're aware of it We can't handle it Thank you very much That was Darren In East Kilbride Don't worry Darren We don't think you're a clown We really appreciate you you That's a a compliment (laughs) for me Uh, Calling to get in touch That was Darren In East Kilbride This is the perfect time For you to call Because we're going to get Travel with Stephen And you could be next If you call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray is here Hugh Keevans Is alongside him And you can get in touch In two ways The obvious traditional one On the phones But we're also on Twitter At Clyde SSB John is on He's a Rangers fan He says Stephen is a leader Has been all his career He has players Who need performance managed He must clear out players Who abundantly look like They don't care If they're winners Or losers I take them on the Founders Trail Educate them of the history Of this great club Says John Well it's it's too late You can't throw anybody out now Because the transfer window is closed Everything is about what happens In the summertime for Rangers As I say Even the chairman's off Uh, So who's the replacement chairman? What about finance? Uh, The manager At the end of the season I believe it's a matter of historical record That no Rangers manager uh, Has ever been allowed to go Two trophy-less seasons And still keep his job Uh, But Stephen Gerrard does have a lengthy contract at Rangers Does he want to stay? Does he want to try for third time lucky? Something that always gets lost in the midst of a Rangers or Celtic bad result Alex happens time and time again Is the failure for the other team to get the credit they deserve So let's readdress that balance We always try Hearts did a a great job didn't they? Gordon they were excellent Do you know they went about their business? They won the second balls and they'd done the fundamental basics of trying to win a game. And uh, you have to say, you know, the, the goal in which they got, you have to, the boy Moore, I was really impressed with him, you know, the, uh, defensively, offensively, and a little cut back. Can to Alan his, McGregor do better? I actually think the header, he gets caught in no, no man's land because he thinks he's going to get there. Clearly, the boy gets mm-hmm. there, skips past him, and then the ball back. So he could have been, but, you know, you've got a throw in on that far side. You know, uh, and Hearts had other chances as well, didn't they? When you think of of Naismith, Naismith which goes past the post, I think Naismith was the one that actually st- st- uh, stood out. You know, big Ed- Edmondson got it all wrong, it resulted in a man. I actually think he snatches at it because I think he has more time than he realises. And uh, at that point, it would have been most certainly uh, put to bed, even though we won. Hearts, Hearts have won four games under Daniel Stendel. Fifty percent of them have been against Rangers. They've actually been the instigator of the dismantling of the season. You know, you take the five points at Tynecastle, get knocked out of the cup, and when you actually look at them over the course, I've given them praise there. You look at over the course, they've been poor. Yeah, the same sort of question will arise, Hugh. That Rangers yeah. fans are asking tonight: How can we play like that in Europe and, and can't replicate it domestically? And the Hearts fans are asking: How can we play like that against Rangers <laughs> and can't replicate it against I'm, everyone else? I'm going to give you my estate agent's answer to that one tomorrow night. I would put my house No no don't I can't, I can't let you do this anymore uh, On who? I'm, on him beating oh, hearts tomorrow on. night Yeah I would as well Funny enough Yeah <laughs> but At Easter Road Have you not learned your lesson? Oh, God, I'm from the old. weekend I'm too old to learn lessons now uh, I'm just careering towards the end now um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the game tomorrow night Will sum up hearts For some inexplicable reason They've won four games On the Daniel Stendhal Airdrie Falkirk And twice against Rangers But I fancy Hibs very strongly tomorrow Good news for you Hearts fans out there Jay is a Celtic fan from Clyde Bank How are you feeling tonight Jay? What's on your mind? Hi not bad, how are you doing panel? Good, good thank you good. 
Um, it's just to raise a few points um, over the weekend results. Um, I was keeping my, my phone call for today. Um, and I'd just like to start off by saying to my fellow Celtic fans and Rangers fans how humble pie is very sweet. Um, after them, have you a took over Celtic exit in the Europa League? Um, but one of my main point was about Steven Gerrard um, and what the future is with him. I personally think um, I don't know. I don't know how he's um, not been given the sack yet, considering previous managers have achieved more. Take away the Europe um, side of things, but my personal pre- um, my personal opinion is: Are they really going to get past the next stage against a strong German team, beating the lights of Dortmund? Why, why would you take away the European side of things, though, Jay? Does that not distort somewhat the, the Stephen Gerrard's achievement if you do that? Um, not personally. Um, going back to um, John's tweet just there, saying that the players should be given all the tour and the history of the club, but Gerrard's made what thirty-one signings or so since he came and took over eighteen months ago. Jay, um, can I, can well, I put one point to you, Jay? If you believe, and you clearly do. That Steven Gerrard Is a bad Rangers manager Why do you want rid of him? No no, I, I personally I like the man He's an honest um, He's an honest man um, I was watching his interview After the Hearts game But um, How can the Rangers fans Put up with Just because he's got the no, name No 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 I, I'm asking you As a Celtic fan And the other Celtic fans Who go on And why hasn't he been sacked And this that and that If you think he's a bad manager why don't you work me stay? Well, we can, that's, that's good for us. I mean, I personally, regardless if he stays or not, I think Celtic's going to cruise to 10 in a row, just like I think we're going to cruise to the quadruple treble. Alex, I think what is important, and because most of the callers so far have sort of laid the blame at the players, and, and Jay is given the other side of it, you, you, you simply can't absolve a, ma- a manager from no. criticism because he's the one who... Who oversees it all He's the one that will always absolutely. have to take the, the fault in the end Because you don't clear out 22 no, players at a time absolutely. It doesn't happen So how much criticism should Stephen Gerrard be taking at the moment? Well if you listen to some of his uh, post-match Gordon He is actually looking and saying to himself I need to have a look at myself as well Because he is part of it He signs these players He sets them up And he'll be looking to get a tune out of it So he most certainly comes under the You know Without uh, scrutiny He will be called up Um Going back to Jay's point He was saying about The other managers have, In the last few years Have done better What is it they've actually Done better Because I'm struggling To find out What they've actually Done better Jay Well they've uh, Pedro Cachina And um, Yeah but what did Pedro do That was better than Stephen I thought he was Reaching finals Was Did he not reach The League Cup final No the No No and then and then you and then you've got Warburton. And I mean, Mark Warburton made it to a Scottish Cup final. If that's yeah. if that's the way we want to go, but I, is the is the problem for Rangers not at the moment? Alex is they are clearly now capable of more than they were. Without a doubt, previous managers couldn't beat Celtic. This one can. Previous yeah. managers couldn't even qualify for Europe. This one can get them through the groups yeah. and then beyond. So they are clearly, undeniably. Ahead now Of where they were In term, in terms of What they are capable of The yep. bar has been raised But there is still A problem there And this is yeah. where Steven Gerrard Maybe doesn't Surpass his predecessors yep. There's a problem there With consistency In, yeah, in doing absolutely it in Listen so I wasn't trying to Kind of deflect away from it The fact of the matter is 
That when you come in as a Rangers manager You have to win trophies yeah. There's no going away for that Gordon Now The problem you have is And if there's any Rangers fan out there As well as they've done in Europe They would swap it at the drop of your heart For yeah. a cup That is a fact You go back over the unforgiving nature of this city And Alec now Our residents And we know the way the wind blows here You're the mayor If you Are manager of Celtic and Rangers Early on Everyone knows Pedro Cachinha Disaster Get rid of him Mark Warburton Never going to happen Get rid of him Tony Mowbray at Celtic Eight or nine months Get him out John Barnes Inverness Calitas So goodbye That's the way this city operates And Stephen Gerrard After two seasons without a trophy Will come under scrutiny In the summer Whether the question is Will Rangers get rid of Stephen Gerrard Or Stephen Gerrard says I think it's time I get rid of Scotland Jay and Clyde Bank Thank you very much for your call It takes us up nicely to this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football What a way to kick off a new week By coming on here Getting more questions right Than Hugh Keevans Or Alex Ray Securing the bragging rights And also the signed ball as well If you fancy stepping up To the beat the pundit plate tonight The number you need Is 0141 951 1025 And you need to use it Before 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Evans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Trying our best To cover all the main talking points From a busy weekend In the quarterfinals Of the Scottish Cup Naturally In this city Events at Tynecastle Have taken priority But let's hear from you Celtic fans We're about to hear from Neil Lennon A real relentlessness About Celtic in domestic competitions at the moment They managed another victory yesterday This time at St Johnston And we'll hear from the Celtic boss after this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football A clean slate A fresh week mm. on Beat the Pundit A chance for you to come on And win the first sign ball of that new week That chance goes to Nick in Airdrie How are you tonight Nick? Aye, not too bad guys, not too bad Good man, would you have a preference? I know you're a Celtic fan I don't know if you want to set up some sort of derby against Alex Ray Or would you happily put Hugh Keevans in his place? Uh, I'll go with uh, Alex Ray Okay, that's interesting I'll toss the coin unfortunately You don't actually get the choice I'm just curious Heads, it's Hugh, tails It is Alex Ah, you got your wish after all Alex against Nick and Airdrie So, let me make sure that Alex can't hear you there we go, we're giving him something else in his headphones Nick, you have 30 seconds You're going up against Alex, now you can pass That is the secret yep. Nick, if you don't know it, know it Just pass it and move on quickly, uh-huh. okay? Yep. Good man, your time starts now What was the score in the quarter final between Hibs and Inverness? 5-1 uh, Borna Barisic plays for which international side? Who's Kilmarnock's top scorer this season? Uh, pass Which former Rangers player Scored for Sheffield Wednesday At the weekend uh, John Flett How many Scottish Premiership managers Are Scottish Pass Who did Celtic Sign John Hartson from uh, Pass Okay Let's bring Alex back I think they were Quite tricky tonight Nick um, Alex yes. You hear us I can yeah Great Same set of questions To you okay Sure what was the score in the Scottish Cup quarter-final between Hibs and Inverness? 5-2 Borna Barisic plays for which international side? Uh, Croatia Who is Kilmarnock's top scorer this season? That'll be uh, 
Brophy Which former Rangers player Scored for Sheffield Wednesday At the weekend Sheffield Wednesday uh, Pass How many Scottish Premiership managers Are Scottish Seven Who did Celtic Sign John Hartson from Celtic signed him from Coventry Who was the top scorer In the Scottish Championship Last season Shanklin Okay What do you think oh. Nick I think I think a man's on fire tonight. He sounded all right, didn't he? I, th- I thought uh, they were. Here, by the way, Nick, I'm not even sure. I, I'm thinking the Shankler one's wrong because I've got another guy in my mind. I now. thought they were tough, and then you yep. sounded very confident. So um, let's let's go through <laughs> them and find. <laughs> no offence. Um, what was the score in the Scottish Cup quarter final between Hibs and Inverness? You were just one goal out, Nick. It was five two. Yeah. Alex knew it. Um, Barisic plays for Croatia. You both knew that, so it was two one to Alex after two questions. Who's Kilmarnock's top scorer this season? It is Eamon Brophy So it's 3-1 to Alex at this stage uh, We hit a sticky patch Yep um, <laughs> Never in doubt former Rangers player scored for Sheffield Wednesday Do you remember it? I, I mentioned it on Saturday Josh Windass Oh he's right on loan isn't he? That's a good question This is a, a, a To be fair Producer Andy was asking serious questions of you To try and count these up on Beat the Pundit When the clock is ticking How many Scottish Premiership managers are Scottish? Derek McInnes Brian Rice Jack Ross Gary Holt Stephen Ferguson and Stuart Kettlewell oh. at Roskett. Very tricky question. Six. So none of you got it right. That's seven. Mm, that's six. <laughs> right. uh, who did Celtic sign John Hartson from? It was Coventry. Yes. I'm impressed by that. Yeah, that's right. I he must was a good admit. Player. Good player, big guy. I must admit. Uh, and the top scorer in the championship was Lawrence Shankland. So it was a five for Alex Ray. And I'm afraid, Nick, in Airdrie, it was only a one for you. Hardlines. Lucky partner. Good man. You're good form there. I'd say that's, you. I think that's your best performance of the season. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah, but listen, it's all about kind of redeeming yourself. That's how far I would go. It's important to get uh, off to a winning start for the pundits this week. Andy, the producer's going taunt on there, the amount of balls are going. (laughs) Yep. Stephen Gerrard, it was his best 90 minutes as a Rangers manager on Wednesday. That was the high praise from Mark (laughs) Weedy. I think that's your best performance of the season. Thanks very much, Gordon. I need that after the weekend. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's speak to Paul in Kirkintillock. He is a Celtic fan. How happy are you, Paul, to be through to the semi finals yet again? Hey, hi Gordon, hi Hugh, hi Alex. Hi. 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 Uh, delighted. Uh, that was a pretty exhausting few days. I don't know about the players watching it, but as a, a fan being at the games and uh, taking them in, it was that was pretty pretty gruesome. I think that uh, you could even tell with Neil Lennon yesterday. Uh, then the game, he was start, it was starting to wear on him. Uh, the way that he was saying to uh, to Ayer to get up off the ground, he just wanted it over and done with. That was a exhausting 90 minutes. All credit to St Johnson. Uh, but delighted that they dug it out. Just keep going. Well, he was bang on with uh, regard to Christopher Ayer. I like I mean, that. The referee, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, the referee had added on five minutes. It had been a great cup tie. Played on what could only be described as a yeah. tatty field. Uh, and Celtic had... Ground out the result For Ayer to go down What is he thinking about? And I think Neil told him In no uncertain Lurgan terms uh, About what he should do with himself uh, So he was quite right there it, One of the reasons why Celtic deserve the credit Is that they've had to You know, 34 ties is phenomenal The pitch yesterday was a throwback to the 1970s St Johnston Who cannot score against Celtic uh, really put on a far better performance than they have done at any time in the last three or four years. 
So it was a real big result for Celtic. But such is the relentless nature of this business, I think that Celtic actually have the hardest domestic fixture of 2020 so far coming up on Wednesday. Livingston on their pitch, a place that Celtic don't like. Lyndon Dykes, a player that Christopher Julian doesn't like. Uh, I think the relentless nature of things is that Celtic are going to have to peak yet again on Wednesday at Livingston. See when you assess this achievement yeah. from Celtic, Alex, 34 consecutive Remarkable. cup wins. Because in isolation, we all know Celtic have by far the biggest squad, the best squad, the most money, whatever it may be. They should beat St Johnson and, and they should beat pretty much everyone yeah. that they come up against. However, Hugh mentioned a few things there. In cup football, to do it time and time and time and time again, you're going to come up against... Bad pitches You're going to come up against Referees Referees You're going to come up against Bad uh, injury You know Injury situations at your club You're going to come up against days When your luck's not in And the opposition's luck isn't So it's when you take all that into account And you think 34 consecutive That's where the The achievement comes from isn't it Yeah You have to say Gordon And I think You've touched a lot of Kind of Possible hurdles For Celtic along the way However they've managed to do as I said, a remarkable achievement and continuing this run. And what what it what it shows to me, and yesterday was one of the days you uh-huh. you just roll the sleeves up. Now, yep. Adversely, the day before Rangers didn't do that. This team has the ability to roll the sleeves up. Doesn't matter if the pitch is horrendous. It doesn't matter if it's blown a gale, and they manage to get the job done. That is the challenge to everyone else in the league that you have to match that. Not only have they got the best resources, that you know the technical ability. They have the resolves and the desire to get through cup ties. And that's what everybody has to achieve to stop this magnificent run. Hang on the line, Paul, and we'll let you hear the thoughts of Neil Lennon. I'll bring you back in. He was delighted with the response he got from the players, particularly the second half. He does think they'll need to be at the top of their game, though, to beat Aberdeen in the semis. I thought we were a little bit tepid first half. I thought uh, we could have upped the tempo a lot more. So we asked them to do that second half and... I got what I wanted. We had good chances, you know, really good chances to go ahead before we did score. I thought we had good control in the main, but you know what, nil nil, you know the games that ties up in the air. And um, but I don't remember Fraser having to, you know, any real sort of um, to be alert or make <coughs> save after save. What did that deal with a few set players and stuff like that? But the pitch made it a great leveler as well, you know. So it was a real proper cup tie. And Aberdeen or Aberdeen, they can beat anybody. And on their day the good thing is we're in the semi-final we've got that to look forward to we can park that now we've still got a lot to play for this season off the back of a you know, disappointing result on Thursday Paul you've come up against Aberdeen in cup semi-finals and finals many times I'm going off the top of my head a bit but what was it the Scottish semi last year the League Cup final you can back to, to Brendan Rodgers first season played numerous times in, in big occasions as well what do you make of that as a draw? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest I think that I think it's probably the toughest draw we could have got but if Hearts played the way they seem to turn up in the, when they play Rangers that would have been the toughest draw I, I don't know what happens to Hearts when they play Rangers they just turn into a whole different animal I think, uh, I think Paul you know you look at the Celtic players and you, you touched upon it yourself yesterday on that pitch they have been through everything and no, no one is denying that uh, they let themselves down against Copenhagen very badly. 
But in domestic terms They come through everything However They've got to get to Livingston now They've got Hibs away at Easter Road They've got Rangers away at Ibrooks Before we get to the Cup semi-final So they're just going to have to be Relentless Remorseless They're just going to have to keep it going How are you feeling With regards to the bigger picture at the moment Paul Because there was huge disappointment on Thursday night Going out of Europe You've picked up a bit of course By getting back to winning ways and seeing your rivals crash out of the cup often helps. But what about the you know the bigger picture for Celtic? How happy are you with with the way things are going? Well, uh, the, the the be the be all and end all. I think is uh, the domestic stuff. To be honest, Europe's uh, a bit of the kind of icing the cake. I think I actually phoned up and when, when I was my way into the game on Thursday night, I tried to go on. And my point was, believe it or not, that in Europe I'm concerned about Aya and Simonovic. Uh, and I got called back, it was in the stadium, it was too loud, I couldn't talk. I think now Celtic should be looking at replacing these two guys. I mean, Big Ayer, he's great going forward. Uh, I heard you, he called him some the other night when he does his big uh, cavalier forward. Franz Beckenbauer, I said. Franz Beckenbauer, yeah. <laughs> uh, but as a defender, I've never fancied him. Uh, he's no better than Bayata. Uh, He's got bomb scares written all over him. He's got a bit of speed about him that he can get back. Uh, Simonovic, believe it or not, he was Virgil van Dijk's replacement. He has been there for years now, and he has done that time and time and time again. Well, I think, you know, I could go over all ground. I said in the January transfer window, I couldn't believe that Celtic did not get in a central defender because they need one. And also, Simonovic, Ayer, and the Julien all go in unopposed, week in, week out, because there's nobody else there. However, Celtic are where they are And where they are Is on the verge of a quadruple treble These players Now have to keep going There's no one coming in Because the window's closed They have to keep going It's Livingston away Hibs away Rangers away They have to keep going Paul's well within his rights Alex So to look at you know what's next And, and how, yeah. do, how do Celtic improve How do they strengthen I'm sensing And I might be wrong but just going by the, the feedback we get here I'm sensing the Celtic fans are a little bit torn over Christopher Ayer at the moment Wherein they, a lot of them sort of And I'm, I'm not including Paul because he's saying yeah. he's never been a fan But sure. most Celtic fans seem to think that there is a player in there And, and, and he's got potential and, and he has shown it But is, is it is it going to come too much? Is, it, is he going to kick, kick on, on and go to the next level? How how, how do you assess him I think the, I think domestically Gordon and, and it's interesting you talking about January in terms of reinforcing at the back um, if they go on and win the treble their argument will be that you know it's it's been proven that they, they have enough cover and so forth whether they go and get someone in the summer but going back to your point about Ayer I remember maybe about three, four months ago Guys were talking about him He's the next one that's going to go for fortunes yeah. However, they are, there has been signs Where he has made er- errors And I, I've got to be honest with you I didn't think um, you know, Copen, uh, Copenhagen were particularly brilliant And I think Celtic will be disappointed That they didn't get through that tie So I think defensively he will have to improve If he's going to go for the big money That people uh, are, are speaking about but in terms of Julian, I think Julian in terms I know he has a mistake in him Hugh, but see domestically, he has enough. He, he scores goals, he's a threat. Uh, and I'm not sure Celtic are going to go much more than seven million quid. And I'm not exactly sure they'll actually be able to attract anyone 
Better than him Than listener Paul Thank you very much That was Paul and Kirk And Tillich. Frank is in Mary Hill He's up next Hi Frank Hello uh, Gordon um, Hugh and um, got, uh, Just call Alex, me a legend sorry. Frank You're already <laughs> me Alex Sorry Alex <laughs> yeah, yeah. Partner. Good evening uh, you might not be seeing that at the end of this call. That's all right, mate. Listen, we're, we're here to take anything on board. <laughs> right. First of all, um, I'd just like to make it clear that, as far as I'm concerned, there's no league being won. I'm a, a Celtic diehard. Um, there's lots of football to play. There's lots of potential pitfalls. So as much as uh, my heart is um, desperate for to cross a line, I'm not one of these that say it's all done and dusted far from it. And my point... I want to make is what's sort of been um, if not swept under the carpet I don't think it's been addressed in any detail and that's the contrast the direct contrast uh, between Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon I think what we're witnessing is one manager uh, who's cutting his teeth who evidently as far as I'm concerned cannot handle the pressure he can't deal with it um, he, and another manager who, no matter what the bad result is, how what the upset, he publicly, and this is the important thing, publicly, will not destroy his players in public. Behind the scenes, I'm sure Neil Lennon will tear strips off him at every single time that, it, that it's required. The problem with Stephen Gerrard is, and, and I've, there's no doubt Rangers football has improved under Stephen Gerrard. There's, you need to be blind to not see that. But the problem is that he, when a negative result, be a draw, or get put at the cup, there's about six occasions this season when Rangers have had poor results um, that have hindered the league and hindered the cup, obviously. And each occasion, every single occasion, he'll come out with a statement. Um, generally, it starts with, I take all the blame. And within two seconds, he's destroying his team. Now, that comes, Alec, you know, is, is a professional footballer. That comes because you can't. You're given a knee-jerk post-match emotional reaction, and that's what I keep hearing. That he's honest, which I don't doubt he is. But you're not paid to be honest. You're paid to for to prepare your team for the next match. Neil Lennon does it. He doesn't publicly destroy them. Um, Stephen Gerrard seems to not have the um, experience. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good manager. I'm not saying he isn't a good manager. I'm simply saying he cannot cope. And it's absolutely evident in this city. He cannot cope with the well, pressure. It, As I managed, they're just finishing you, if you don't mind you. Um, there's a difference between coping with pressure as one of a team, as a player, as a professional player, which undoubtedly he did. His, his you know, performances for Liverpool show that. There's a whole ocean of difference when it's down to you, the buck stops with you. You're in charge of that 11 players. And I don't think at the moment uh, Stephen Gerrard is covering himself in any glory. And I'd, uh, if I could come back after your responses, that'd be great. Right, let's but, make it very quick because we're running a bit late. Yeah, it's perfectly obvious that uh, if you have won 10 domestic trophies in a row, if you've won 34 cup ties in succession, if you are going for a quadruple treble, there is no need to... Throw your players under any bus Because there are no buses passing your way You're wildly successful And Neil Lennon has come back to Celtic An older, wiser More composed manager than he was First time around He's doing a magnificent job Stephen Gerrard inherited a team That was short in quality And was up against a Celtic team Making history Season upon season 
He has taken it upon himself to criticise his players because they are deserving of criticism. Therefore, Neil Lennon is in a very good place. Steven Gerrard is in a very difficult place. That's why the two of them can react in very different ways. Alex, I actually wonder yeah. not only if you'll agree with Frank, but if Steven Gerrard would agree with Frank. Because listening to Steven Gerrard yesterday, I, I don't think he's under any illusions that he's still... Sort of learning Learning on the job or, yeah. And assessing himself As to whether he is Going about things In the right way Yeah and I think Partly that becomes The results Gordon Because As Hugh touches on there I think if you look at Celtic Over the course of this season Yeah but how do you get Your style right first To then Make those results fall I think that That would be the, the question It's alright I think we know Managers will be happy With a win And unhappy with a defeat But I think Frank's Bigger point here is that Rangers are, are suffering because Stephen Gerrard isn't handling things the right way Well, if our managers post-match, uh, whatever way you want to call it, uh, response is affecting you as a player Then you shouldn't be at Rangers But uh, the problem you've got is, m- most recently I think they've some they've dropped or lost games I think they've lost three of the last 11, drawn a couple So it's, the problem is it's so frequent Whereas you look at Neil Lennon, he has no need, he is losing games one every 10 or 11 so th- there's a contrast If Neil Lennon Was losing in the manner And again it's hypothetical If he was losing And dropping points At the manner which he's doing I'm not exactly sure Neil would be going The boys are doing great uh, Frank make it quick if you can I do want to let you yeah, back in though I think I think that's the stupidest Comment you've made Alec You make With great respect From the first But to say that If we were losing matches We have <laughs> dropped points We lost to Rangers On the 29th of December Neil Lennon Didn't come out like you know, um, want to go crazy and and just attacking the players. Neil Lennon was calm. He measured words, and this is the difference. Alec, you as a professional should know this, and I don't know why you're not seeing it. That he did not react with a knee-jerk reaction. He knew, stay calm. It's a result. We'll deal with it. And I'll guarantee you, 100%. Alec, you know, as a professional, publicly, he protected his players that day. Privately, he would have ripped them apart in that dressing room. Right, quick, quick, you, Frank. Listen, we're going on any time, but I'll give you my response to that. Do you know the reason why he didn't react in the way that you're alluding to? Because he had only lost one game in seventeen before that. So the bigger picture is he'd lost one in seventeen. Hence the reason why he doesn't react. That's stupidity. Right, Frank. We'll leave it there. We'll maybe do it again sometime. That was Frank and Mary Hill. Extremely late for the break, but we're going to get a full time teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's that time of the night when you send the questions in to us and we test the pundits' knowledge. Knowledge. (laughs) Between now and the end of the show. Okay, so tonight's has been sent in by David Sloan. Big thank you to David for Mm. sending it in. And if you want to hear yours on the show in the future, you should know it by now. But if you want a refresher, the address that you need is Clyde One. No, full time at Clyde1.com. It's me that needs the refresher. Full time at Clyde1.com. David's question is this. I rejigged it a little bit. Hope he doesn't mind. Since the year 2000, 11 Scots. Have made at least 100 appearances for Celtic But have since retired So since 2000 11 Scots have made at least 100 appearances for Celtic But have since retired So Scott Brown's obviously done it But he's still playing So he doesn't count Paul Hartley? No Oh Jackie Mack? Yes 
who is on the mend. Yes, by yes. all accounts. Back, back home and having a retrain. He's taking me last night. Uh, we're all the best to you, Jackie. Great yeah. news, Alex. I yeah, think we'd all agree. I'm absolutely delighted, mate. Uh, Simon Donnelly, his, his big pal, has been doing there visiting them as well. So. Speedy recovery Speaking Jackie. of which Is Sid doing that as well? No no he's not oh. He's <laughs> <laughs> not making it that easy for Mark me Wilson. Yes Oh, oh. Did he get 100? Did he never get 100 games surely? on there he did He did indeed I'm only kidding Willow Since 2011 Scots have made at least 100 appearances but, for Celtic But have since retired Barry Robson? Nope oh. 100 appearances um, 2011 no, since 2000 Oh, since 2000? Uh, since 2000 I'll, I've, got, I've got 11, <laughs> yeah, 11 uh, players Well, that'll be uh, You've got to have uh, Greg Burley? No, 2000? not since 2000, no uh, oh, think, think uh, Charlie McGrew He had not retired yet Well, he should be <laughs> <laughs> think, think Martin O'Neill He came in in 2000 Yeah, I know I know, there was uh, a lot of foreigners there Yeah uh, Maloney Yes Well done Okay we'll leave it there Three down Eight to go You can help us On Twitter Since 2011 Scots have made At least 100 appearances For Celtic But have since retired Sean Maloney Mark Wilson Jackie McNamara um, We had Who was the Paul was the one of the previous callers Wasn't he We had some question marks Some about concerns Iyer. about Christopher yeah. Iyer Lots of support though For Christopher Iyer on Twitter Kevin McDonald says I think people forget Iyer's age And the fact he's been played A number of positions The lad will come good And John says Big Iyer's a great player Everyone makes an odd mistake He'll be worth millions In a few years Heart of a lion Says John Let's go back to the phone And speak to Paul Who is a Hearts fan From Edinburgh I hope you're on To give your team credit Paul I've not been getting enough Of it tonight Oh, definitely. Go for Hi it. guys, how are you doing? First Good. time caller. Hi, welcome to you. Um, I'm delighted about my team's result after playing um, really well at Understrength's team as well, to be fair, which is never failed to mention at the start of the programme. Um, who was out Who was out for us? Loads. I says, sorry, what was that? I was just asking who you saying you were under strength. I was just wondering which players would have strength. Well, whatever, Boyle and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, Boyle's goal scorer. You know what I mean? Boyd. No, I mean, boys, you know I mean? boys, boys. Sorry about that. Sorry, he's on the bench, was he? I, I was on the bench. I he's on the he's, bench. He's, he's recovering from tonsillitis. Yep. So is, it, is he? Oh, not tonsillitis. It was. I'm getting someone else mixed up. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was tonsillitis. Not, it was, it was. Anyway, anyway, the prog- the program start. Anyway, what my point was, uh, I listen to a program all the time, and you still give Edinburgh teams credit. I think when it comes to uh, doing the business over like Rangers, uh, Hearts have always raised their game against the. The so-called Glasgow Giants You know what I mean Like Celtic uh-huh. and Rangers Hearts is a, a A very hard place to go For any Any club to come to In fact It's a very hostile atmosphere You know what I mean Have you ever been there Alex Ray? I was there on Saturday I was actually saying Have you ever played I, there Yourself I don't I, Do you know I haven't played I don't think I played uh, With Rangers uh, I played against Hearts as a boy When I was at Falkirk I think But no, I, I actually said that the, I actually said that the, the, earlier on the show, it's an extremely difficult place. It's hostile. I've said all the things that you're actually but, saying. So, but you know, Paul, can I just ask you where you're on? Why were there so many empty seats on Saturday? Because everybody, I'll tell you, I don't know why. Everybody, everybody's still in the pub. My pal had my pal had minus two Rangers, <laughs> I, I, and he's a and he's a he's a diehard jambo. I simply asked you why there were so many empty seats when you said that it was such a. Thought, thought they were going to get pumped. I was there myself I was there myself eh? My son 
What about a bit of credit Paul yeah. And I'll put this to Hugh Keevans For Daniel Stendel Because All the headlines On Saturday morning yeah. About the ropes And uh-huh. the goggles And it's very easy for us To go look at this funny man With his funny techniques That we don't recognise As ever There are two sides To every coin Daniel Stendel uh, Deserves immense credit For a leaguing cup Double over Rangers However, what happens to Hearts when they play every other team in the Premiership? And well, Paul's on saying we don't give credit to the Edinburgh teams. How many times have I said tonight and on other occasions, Hibs are very easy on the eye, very good to look at. And I gave my goal of the weekend to Stefan Omionga. Ah, that's, the wrong, that's the wrong Edinburgh that's team the wrong for Paul. No, no, he just, he, Paul said Edinburgh. There are yes. two teams in Edinburgh. Yeah. Alex, but... I think Paul is right but let, Let's focus on the positives for sure, now Because we know, we know that they haven't managed to do it Against other opposition um, yeah. And yeah, that's probably for another day But what impressed you most yep. About the way Hearts went about it? Just the way they went about their business, Gordon They grew into the game They looked more likely to score They fought their corner And they were rightful winners on the night And uh, I don't have any qualms You know, I said at the top of the show uh, I, I gave my howler to Rangers Partly because of the way Hearts went about their business They were efficient They they had a hunger and a desire And I think that'll be a source of frustration For guys like Paul Because when you're watching that on Saturday night And then you watch all the other games Where it's been a nightmare uh, For me, if I was a Hearts fan I would be saying to myself where is that hunger and desire on a weekly basis? Paul, what about the big derby tomorrow then? Can you roll on and, and take some confidence from the weekend? Oh, so beat them in the morning. Didn't you worry about that? <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> you've got their number. The, Paul, you need to come back on the show. Uh, if you, I, I tell you, we've got a number every time. You get, there's, the worst, there's the worst derby in the world. You know what I mean? There's the most one-sided derby in the world. Did you not lose 2-0 to them recently? What was that? I recently did. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Look at your dad's book bag of history books. Look by our history books, Alex. No, listen, you know what what I mean, mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're actually using their iPad, you know what I mean? Oh, no, absolutely. Paul, Paul, do you think you'll stay up? I'm just disappointed that, that he's never came on. It was about Stephen Gerrard, and I think he's nearly to, like, Look at your show And look at other teams In Scotland And no look Just focus on Stephen Gerrard And, and Neil Lennon Paul, And, and is, everybody like Paul, that You know what I mean Paul, is, I'm mostly you're picking on The Paul, people for Edinburgh Paul this is a bit journalism There's two teams in Edinburgh There's actually three There's yeah. Edinburgh City as well right. Spartans I'm not mentioning them Paul come on Paul, Paul Don't leave them out Paul this is a bit journalism And you have to address The major talking points Of the weekend And the major talking point Was Stephen Gerrard his reaction to Rangers' defeat And that's why we started with that You look at every newspaper in the country today That's what they're all about Hugh, as well. Hugh just out of curiosity Who did you give your result of the weekend to? I gave it to Hearts And who was I going to give it to before you picked that one? Hearts Thank you There we go That was Paul in Edinburgh Glasgow radio station And talking about <laughs> Glasgow teams Shocker <laughs> but listen, we, we welcome Paul uh, It's we always good to get your listeners We had no recollection of Hibs beating Hearts earlier on in the season Nah, he's talking about the bigger picture, Hugh Come on, you're a specialist in that as well Thank you very much, Paul Hopefully we hear from you again in the near future If you want to hear more about your team, phone us Yeah, absolutely It's easy fixed 01419511025 um, What about the teaser tonight? Any more quickly? Yes, I've got a couple Yes, uh, McManus Yes, well done And I'm going for Big Rab Douglas Yes, well done We'll leave that there um, What about St Mirren Aberdeen On Saturday night It was the Dons who go through They go through to face Celtic And I know There's a lot of criticism For Derek McInnes And I know the Aberdeen fans Want them to win more silverware But you have to say Hugh The record of getting two To semi-finals and finals 
It's been pretty good It's just about getting over the line Well he's in his ninth semi-final now Derek uh, And uh, he now faces Celtic 34 undefeated in cup ties And uh, Celtic have done for Derek McInnes More often than not uh, In cup competition It will be a great semi-final Because as I say Celtic are obliged now To negotiate a very very difficult period Livy away Hibs away, Rangers away But while we're on the subject of Celtic and Aberdeen A former Celtic and Aberdeen manager Would have been 80 years old today So to Liz McNeil, to the girls And to young Martin McNeil I know you'd be thinking about your dad today As every other day But Billy McNeil would have been 80 today Derek, Derek, sorry, just quickly Derek will be looking for a similar performance To a couple of weeks ago, Hugh When it was a tight one up at uh, Pataudry Albeit it's it's, uh, at Hamden So they'll be looking for a similar performance But a better result Celtic are fighting the law of averages here You know, is it possible You could win 12 trophies in a row Is it possible you could go 35 cup ties in a row Without losing The law of averages would say that one day Somewhere, somehow It comes to an end But Celtic keep contradicting the law of averages Along with everything else Let's hear from both managers then We'll start with the home boss But the losing manager on this occasion, Jim Goodwin You know, it's all about Giving the fans something to my humble apologies I think I've given you the one From before the game Hugh Keevans That's not very good Let's get to the one uh, From after the game This is uh, These are Jim Goodwin's thoughts Following that match Disappointing night Because we're out of the cup But You know More frustrating The fact that we actually played Reasonably well I thought we were the better team On the night um, I thought we played the better football The Bottom line is The two goals we concede Are Extremely poor From our point of view First one we drop a midfield runner, which is something that we spoke about in the build-up to the game, and uh, the second one, obviously, you know that late stage of the game, stupid, really messing around on our own 18-yard line like that, giving away the penalty. So, bottom line is Aberdeen are in the cup uh, semi-final, and we're not. Um, I'd love to be able to sit here and say Aberdeen thoroughly deserved it because of how well they played, and you know, peppering my goalkeeper and all that, but I can't. Uh, I thought we were the better team. Well, you gave your goal of the weekend to Lewis Ferguson. Yes. Alex, uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful finish St Mirren will clearly be disappointed Think of the, the drama they had to go through to, to get this Absolutely, far With the, yeah. the Motherwell game and the, the comeback and the penalties and all the rest of it So to crash out at home is of course disappointing But Aberdeen shown good consistency in the Cups Yeah, without doubt it was an important win for Aberdeen You know, they were on the back of some Disappointing results And uh, you know You listen to Jim's uh, Post-match there He says they are actually Encouraged by the actual performance Disappointed in goals But Whatever you say Lewis Ferguson was worthy now, What an unbelievable strike that was Do you know the only consolation I would offer Jim Goodwin Of course a cup defeat Is hard to take Particularly at your place Particularly after the drama That you've had in the previous round However They're at home On Wednesday night To St Johnston And if they beat St Johnston they would go nine points ahead of Hearts because Hearts, Hibs will wipe the floor with Hearts. You need to learn your lesson. You said this on Saturday. I have. We're gonna have. We're gonna have. Um, was it Paul from Edinburgh? He's gonna be back on. He's never gonna leave you alone. I, I'll, I'll wait for Paul because Hibs will wipe the floor with Hearts. And the important thing for Jim Goodwin is to try and get three points at home to St Johnston. And when you, if you go nine points clear of Hearts. You've done two things You've given yourselves A marvellous psychological boost And you've made hearts think Oh 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 that was the end of it That was very that was dramatic Dramatic finish oh, I, should have, I should have spotted it I must <laughs> say um, But yeah Alex 
into Sam Cosgrove. I know yeah, it was a, the goals again. I know it was a penalty. You have to be there to take Absolutely. them. You have to be able to stick them away. Lots of his goals have been penalties, but by his own high standards, they've been not quite as forthcoming recently. The goals, so he'll be happy to get back in the score sheet. Yeah, without doubt. I think when you're a striker, I think the, the emergence of Curtis Main <laughs> has uh, made it more competitive for him. I think that's healthy. Uh, but you can't you can't uh, take away the goals that Big Cosgrove's actually scored mm. in the last kind of. When you think about the opening four or five months, you know it was terrible, and then he just went on an unbelievable run, and he's continued this year. You know I think his general form's dipped a little bit, but that happens. Okay, tonight's question is this: David mm. Sloan sent it in since two thousand. Eleven Scots have made at least a hundred appearances for Celtic, but have since retired. Jackie McNamara Rob Douglas Sean Maloney Steve McManus Mark Wilson And Hugh So many people take, taking part in this we've, we've even got SPFL players out there Winding oh. down from the weekend Dom Thomas Fresh from setting up a goal for Dunfermline at the weekend He's on He's on fire By yeah. the way You want to see the number of answers this guy Has sent in um, Dom Text me <laughs> Text the Nokia And help you out Because you're still looking for a few What have you got? Uh, I, 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 I gave you the last two I need time to go into a break I think Before oh, okay. I can get my I'll give you some this. thinking time We'll get the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The League Leader For Compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Okay let's try and make some serious progress on tonight's teaser David Sloan has sent it in Since 2000, 11 Scots have made at least 100 appearances for Celtic But have since retired You've got McNamara, Douglas, Maloney, McManus and our very own Wilson Chris Collins Yes Mark Burchill Well here's the thing David Sloan has Mark Burchill on his list So I'll give oh, you That's right, correct uh, I, I, had a, I had a wee check Just out of curiosity On the Usually reliable Soccer based website And I don't think Mark Burchill does have 100 Celtic so appearances <laughs> Yeah it's wrong I think But I'll give you As part of the 11 You right. just blame David He sent the question yes. in. And I, I, I think I've got uh, Jonathan Gold Ah oh, well done That's a lovely shout One Struggling two there. Three to go That's fine Plenty of time Let's speak to William In Port Glasgow Hi William Hi, good evening, guys. How are you doing? Not well, bad. How are you? Um, generally okay about my club. Not very okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm obviously still pretty raw about the weekend there. It was um, more or less, again, just like last season, domestic season is pretty much over by the end of February, beginning of March. Um, I've, I've heard a few people say it and I'd probably echo their thoughts. It was probably the beginning of the end of a lot of those players' Rangers' careers. I think the last bit of goodwill that they probably had with a lot of the supporters is gone now um, there's no doubt about it the European journey has been terrific this season and they take all the plaudits for that and deservedly so but ultimately we need to be winning trophies we need to be doing well domestically and we need to stop Celtic's dominance this season by the time the winter break came around we'd won at Celtic Park we had it in our own hands we felt it's going to be different this season from last season we're not going to fall away after the winter break but it's actually been worse than last season and um Yes, I think um, a number of players have just proven that, yes, they might have quality. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They showed it in the first half of the season and in Europe, but mentally, when it gets to the really crunch time of the season, they've proven that, unfortunately, mentally, they're not good enough and the badge is clearly too heavy for them. Which ones, William? I think the couple of ones that spring to mind is probably Goldson and Tavernier. I think, you know, Tavernier, I think Gerard. this is Tavernier's fourth manager. At Rangers, um, you know, Tavernier came in when Warburton was in charge, and I think that I 
think losing mentality is probably about correct. You know, a couple of players like Chris Sutton a while ago before the League Cup finals called Tavernier a serial loser. People like myself were criticising something about that, saying, you know, well, we prove you wrong, but I think he's proven to be right. I think, you know, he's been there long enough and he's not a winner, you know, and he was named the captain. Listen, he's a good player, but I don't think he's captain material. Connor Goldson as well um, seems to be Gerard's golden boy, if you like. You know, he's never dropped, even though he's made a lot of mistakes. Um, Ryan Kent hasn't lived up to the £7 million price tag. William, how does someone like Connor Goldson go from the performance in Perth to the performance in Braga and then backwards to the, the performance in Edinburgh all within the space of a week. How how does that happen? I, I, I think it's down to mentality, personally. Um, you know, Ryan Kent more or less gave the game up in midweek when he said post-match that us as players like playing in Europe because there's no pressure on us. They can play freely. They're the underdogs. And that probably brings out the best in them. And domestically... You know, when teams sort of sit back and frustrate us and we have to go and break them down, we can't do it. And it, it catches out sometimes on the break and the players aren't ready for that. So, you know, for me, it all comes down to a mentality problem well, William, in Europe. William, uh, the, what you were saying about Ryan Kent, I missed that last week and I picked up on a, a programme last night in which they were alluding that that's what he said in terms of the underdog tag. I, listen, I've been around about Rangers for a long time uh, as a wee boy when I was an apprentice and things and to suggest that the underdog tag suits us I cannot get my head round up for the life of me as a club that uh, uh, granted the last 8-10 years has been very difficult but it's a club that's been kind of round about winning trophies and to come out with that kind of line I just, it's, I can't understand it What about then William's greater point Alex about Certain players and, and perhaps the, the beginning of the end for them Because Hugh quite rightly points out you, we're, we're, You're stuck with this group of players yeah. at the moment There's, It's unlikely that Rangers line up tomorrow With 11 different players But is there a possibility that Whether it's Steven Gerrard And we debate whether you know he goes on from here Or you know Ross whether Wilson it players. Whoever it is Do you think Has it been bad enough since January That maybe is the beginning of the end for some Do you think maybe by the time we get to the summer Possibly Possibly Gordon I'm not exactly sure Because Stephen Gerrard works with him on a daily basis I think that's part of the reflection He maybe have to step back and go Do you know what These guys are not the ones to take us forward Only he will know what ones he feels he can go forward with Because he sees them and how they react to things But I take William's point on board Since the turn of the year Now he's obviously picked out about four or five guys For me You could go across the board Because and that's the thing that I'd say to William William, how do you go from European performances That have been extremely impressive To domestic against lesser And with the greatest respect to them Lesser yeah, quality well, players I, That's similar to what I put to William He said he believed it was mentality Another name he mentioned Just before I bring William back in Was, was James Tavernier Alex We've been here before yeah, And we'll be here again He splits the Rangers, ca- uh, Rangers fans like Nothing No one else yeah. Um what about Saturday? There was another error there, though, wasn't there? A key one that leads up to a goal. Yeah, I think uh, he didn't get enough purchase on the header and uh, ultimately it's cost uh, Rangers. But I th- leading up to there, I, w- I thought there was a couple other guys that could have done things better as well from the throwing, Gordon. Um, William actually says he's a good player. He, I think part of the problem is that people don't think he's captain material as well. So they go on, it's, you know, he's general all around plays not bad, he gets assists. But because he's a captain, people don't see him as a Rangers captain. You get the final word, William. 
Yeah, I agree with him. What Alex says there about Tavernier, he is a good player. I don't think there's any doubt about that. His, his goal contribution to us definitely shows that. I just feel the captain's armband has been too much of a burden on him because there's more spotlight on him now from the supporters in terms of you know he's got to deliver, rally the troops, so to speak. And I think particularly this season as well because he's goals have went right down this season in particular I think it's just proven to be too much for a burden on him to be honest Yeah um, I can't disagree with that Arfield to me possibly captain material maybe a bit more about him uh, and also uh, cuts a more inspirational figure I think I think Ryan Jack for me would be the key standout because when he's playing he seems to be the driving force and when he's not there you miss him badly and we wait to find out how much they will have to miss him He hobbled yeah. off didn't he I actually think that's a big factor I said to you guys prior to the show uh, Is he going to put Morelos back into the mix Wednesday It looked as if uh, Jack got a sore one It looks as if Arfield's got a hamstring So there's big big issues ahead Big issues that we can address tomorrow night from 6 So make sure you join us You've got three left on the teaser quickly Darren Jackson No oh. <laughs> You're so confident <laughs> <laughs> Were you saving that up For a rainy day there Malky Mackay No Since 2000 Come on You're yeah, getting worse Big Malky went on well, uh, you need to, Can you give us a time frame It might even help us in some way Right one was You know Martin O'Neill era What a player he was Also played in a Champions League final uh, Lambert Yep <sighs> Come on Hugh How we miss Lambert? Okay next two well, Obviously they were Scotland internationals As you would imagine One went on To manage Partick Thistle quite recently Caldwell Gary Caldwell And the other one This guy's probably Got more appearances Than the rest of them uh-huh. As well This guy's probably Top of the list In terms of like, Stalwart over the years Yeah He would have been Coming to the end Of his, his time At the beginning Of this century Played for Motherwell With Chelsea Down south Oh Tom Boyd Tom Boyd, Tom Boyd. We got there in Good. the end Thank you Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray The biggest thanks As always goes to you For your calls Your tweets And your company Tonight was very busy so my apologies if you didn't get through but we're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock with Gordon DL and Roger Hanna and Barry Wilkins is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors the form team for compensation for more than 40 years talk to thompsons.com